You're listening to Matt Walsh On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. 653. So I wrote this week about the situation up in Connecticut. And if you didn't read the piece or see the story, basically a boy, a uh, mustachioed, very boy-looking boy, who apparently has not made any attempt to even look like a girl, uh, still, however, identifies as a girl, allegedly, and was able to compete against the girls at the state, state track championships where he proceeded to win both of his events with times that would not have even placed against the boys. It was um, his time. I think he ran like a, in the 100-meter dash, I think he ran like a 12 Twelve six six or something like that. That is for girls. That's was enough to win, but for by boy standards, that's a very slow time for a hundred meter dash at a state championship. It wouldn't even get you on the on the track. You wouldn't even get in the door with a time like that. Um, yet he won. He won against the girls. Now there are two elements to this story, extending on what I wrote, that I'd like to uh, dissect. And the first. Just very quickly, but here's a question. Has there ever been has there ever been one of these cases where a boy identifies as a girl, plays with the girls? Has there ever been a case where the boy in question is good enough at his sport that he could have beat the boys if he had competed against them? Because it, it is it's noticeable that this boy, in this case, is very slow by the standards of other boys, yet he's a state champion against girls. And you see here, by the way, what a nightmare these situations are for the left because in this attempt to blur the lines between boys and girls, all they've really done is highlight those lines. All they've done is show how different boys... In trying to show that boys and girls are the same, all they've succeeded in doing is showing how different they truly are. Is, is there any better testament to the biological differences between boys and girls than the fact that this extremely unimpressive athlete by boys' standards could become the fastest quote-unquote girl in the state? But that's why I ask, has there ever been a boy who would have been the fastest guy too, but he decided to be a girl instead? So if you showed me that kind of situation, if you showed me a guy who's good enough to compete with the other guys, 
but competes with girls instead. I still would not approve. I would still think it's wrong and crazy. But at least in that case, I might believe that this guy, at least himself, really does believe at some level that he is a girl. And then I might have a little more sympathy for him. Although, again, I would be just as passionately opposed to this whole ridiculous, insane charade. But I might say, in that case, okay, this is a mentally disturbed young man who needs guidance. Uh, We should have some sympathy for him. But it just seems a little too coincidental that all these boys are always dud athletes amongst the other boys only to become stud athletes amongst the girls. So what that happens what happens is it makes me strongly suspect that their identifying as a girl at least had something to do with the gold medals they'd win. So I I think what you have are these kids who are basically homosexual same-sex attracted, and they play that up as transgender because, I mean, what is transgender anyway? It it can be whatever you want it to be. And their motivation, at least in part, is the desire for athletic accolades, which doesn't change the substance of the discussion, but it does at least implicate the boy himself a little more. You know, this is an act of narcissism and selfishness on his part and on his parents' part. He deserves to be held accountable and blamed for what's happening here. Because again, I simply don't believe that this was totally motivated by sheer confusion on his end. I think it was to some extent a calculation. That to me is abundantly clear. So he's no victim here. And I really hate how um, in all these cases, the guy himself escapes any accountability. You know, you have these guys saying, you know what? I'm going to walk into the girls' locker room and make, and you're going to have to change around me. I don't care if you don't like it. I'm going to, you know, st- steal all this hard work and, that these girls have done and compete against them, steal all of these um, accolades that should go to them. I'm going to do all that. I mean, this is a conscious decision. I don't care what they really think, you know, what's going on in their head as far as how they see themselves and their identity. This is a conscious choice that they are making. It is a selfish, narcissistic, inexcusable choice. And they should be blamed for it themselves. I mean, this kid's 15 years old. He knows better. You can look at these girls and see how distraught they are over the fact that you swooped in and took their their, uh, race from them. And if you can't feel sympathy about that, that's because you are a selfish egomaniac and you should be ashamed personally. So that's what nobody will do. You know, nobody will say that to these actual quote-unquote transgender people that you yourself should be ashamed for intentionally putting these girls in these kinds of positions. You don't have to do that, but you're doing it because you claim it makes you feel more comfortable. Well, you know what? Sometimes you're going to have to feel, why don't you be the one who feels uncomfortable? Why don't you take the hit? Why don't you make the sacrifice? Why do they have to do it? That's on you. Sometimes in life, we're called to do things that make us uncomfortable. And if it makes you uncomfortable to race against the boys, even though you are one, that's your problem. It's your problem. So listen, like I said, if, um, if this was someone who actually was delusional, I think maybe a somewhat softer touch with them would be, uh, in terms of how we approach them, would be necessary. But I don't think that's the case here. I just don't. I mean, I think you see, it's, it's just, even this kid, when he was interviewed after the race, he said, uh, you know, I expected to win. I, I've been winning all, all of these. I expect, I mean, he said it with almost this kind of coy 
smile on his face. Like, yeah, yeah, of course I won. What do you expect? I'm a guy. So, no, I just don't. You know what? I, I don't let them off the hook. I don't let them off the hook for this. I don't. And even if they are delusional, as I said, about their own identity, that doesn't excuse you. Because you, you see what you're doing to other people and how uncomfortable you're making them. And you shouldn't be doing that. You know, it, it, it's just, sorry. But, f- you know what, show me, show me a, a, a kid who could have had the, who's running a, you know, a, a, 10, a 10 second 100 meter dash and says, I want to run against the girls. Okay, show me a kid who could win the States as a guy and still chooses to run against the girls. Show, it still wouldn't be okay, but show me that guy. How come those guys never, how come that's never the case? How come the really great athletes always decide to, you know, for some reason, none of them are ever transgender. Is that just a coincidence? Or is it that if you're a great athlete, of course you want to play against better competition because number one, that's what great great athletes want to challenge. And number two, you want the credit for having beat guys, not girls. Now, second point, I mentioned in my piece how uh, the girls who are abused and disenfranchised in these situations often feel like they can't speak up. There was a very sad and disturbing quote from the girl who came in second in this race. I forget her name. I think her name was Kate. So she really came in first against the girls, but she came in second. um, Second on paper. And she said, basically, it's an unfortunate situation, but... And she's tearful, she's crying, but she, quote, can't say what she wants to say. And so this is the dynamic. The girls remain silent. And I don't blame them for that because they're the victims here. And if they speak up, they'll be shouted down as bigots and they don't want that. They're afraid. So they remain silent. They're just kids after all. I understand that. You know, in this kind of environment, it would take a lot of courage to speak up, but, but not only that, but you, you, you know, you're the problem is for the girls themselves. Not only do they re- risk being alienated if they speak up, but they're going to come off like, um, they're just objecting, you know, they're being selfish or they're being divas or something because God forbid, they just want to race against the girls. But that's why, and someone brought up this point. What about the fathers of these girls? This is where these girls need someone else to come in and take up the cause for them, right? To take the social hit and to speak up. Why aren't the fathers raising hell? And maybe some did. I don't know, to be fair, but it seems that most parents, when you see these situations, most parents just stay quiet with this kind of thing. And of course, the school administrators go along like cowards, and all the adults go along in the situation, and uh, they go along with this madness even though nobody can defend it. Because that's what struck me when I wrote this piece. I, I, afterwards, I perused through the comments on Facebook, on The Blaze, and my email, and my messages on Twitter, and I found personally not a single comment, not a single one, explaining why I'm wrong, explaining why it's good to allow boys to intrude in women's sports and steal championships like this. I found not a single argument explaining and that never happens to me. I want you that never happens to me. Anytime I write something, I do not have to look very hard to find dozens and hundreds of uh, people listing all the reasons why I'm wrong. 
But in this case, now there may have been, in fairness, it's hundreds of responses through these various mediums. I didn't read all of them. But the point is I read through many and I didn't see any. So, so if there were any arguments articulated against me, they were, um, th- there weren't very many of them. And, and what does that tell you? That those who support it are not willing to defend it publicly. And why is that? Because they can't. Because it's insane, clearly. And they don't have their standard, uh, well, it's not hurting anyone argument anymore because it clearly is hurting people. It's hurting these girls especially. And these are supposed to be the pro-women folks who are causing this hurt. So they stay silent also because they're also cowards. They don't defend it. So here's the situation. You have this absolute madness that hardly anyone actually really believes is right and which even fewer are willing to substantively defend, yet it happens and it spreads and people are cowed into silence. Adults are cowed into silence by what? By who? Who exactly? If any parent stood up and said, this is wrong, this can't happen, you're not going to do this to my daughter, almost everybody would agree. They may agree silently, but they would agree. You, you walk it, you just you go anywhere in the country, walk into a room of a hundred people. And, uh, and if you had ESP and you could read their minds, do they think that boys should be allowed to race against girls? If they feel like girls read their minds and see what they actually think about this. And I think in most cases, all 100 of them are going to feel that, of course, boys should race against boys and girls against girls. And we all know that. Yet still, nobody... This is like this thing that we all know, and nobody will stand up and say it. So it is a... It's the classic... Um, the emperor has no clothes situation. As I say in my book, uh, The Unholy Trinity, which you can buy on Amazon, um, or in your local bookseller. As I say in... Uh, the unholy trinity it's it's the emperor has no clothes except in this case the emperor does have clothes but uh he just bought them in the women's section so this is, nobody will will stand up and say the emperor is wearing women's clothes you know we're all, that's what's going on that's what it is so you have these policies that are objectively and clearly wrong cannot be defended are not supported by most people yet nobody will stand up and speak against them what are we afraid of what in the hell are we afraid of? Who are we afraid of? But this is how the gay lobby has maintained such a stranglehold over, all, our, over our culture. It's like, it's like a phantom. People are afraid of this phantom. This, I mean, what power do they really have over you as just an average person? Now, if you're in a position of power, if you're in a government or something, they may hold some sway politically but over the average person what are they going to do what are they going to come to your house and kneecap you what are they going to do they're not going to do anything you know and the thing is if you if you stood up and said something and um worst case which worst case is really the best case which is that some someone comes forward to shout at you and uh, comes out of the woodwork, and like like worms that come to the surface, 
after after a rain and now you can maybe engage them and say okay let's have this conversation in front of everybody go ahead explain go ahead go ahead and explain we got this this kid over here with like with a freaking mustache and a penis presumably and explain to me how he's a girl go ahead yeah yeah please please do i want you to explain just lay it all out for me scientifically how is this a girl over here i want you to explain it there was, um, relating to this story, and just so we talk about the silence of everybody, there was an article that was, and I stumbled across it when I was reading about the story, there was an article written in the local paper, the Hart, I think it was the Hartford Current, um, the local Connecticut paper, about this situation, and it was um, written by some, I don't know, some sports, and anytime a sports analyst uh, wades into social commentary, you know it's going to be pretty bad. So I don't remember the guy's name, but he, he's writing about this. And um, it, was the, it was the kind of approach that's so common. And it, it, it would have been better. It would have been, in my mind, preferable if this guy had just come out and offered a full-throated defense of this sort of thing. If he had just come out with a full-throated defense of boys racing as girls, that would be crazy. But you know that wouldn't be as bad as what he did. What he did was he affirmed in very cowardly fashion um, that we should all... I think the title of the, the editorial was something like, yes, we, yes, we should celebrate um, this girl's achievement in winning the track meet, but there are also some difficult questions we should ask. And most of the article is just about, yes, this girl... Uh, quote-unquote girl, Andrea, I think is her name, probably a fake name. But yes, Andrea um, accomplished something incredible and we should we should honor how she feels and her feelings and her accomplishments and it's just a great thing and of course we would never delegitimize or uh, to tell anyone that they can't be what they want to be and blah, 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 blah. And finally he gets to, but you know, maybe possibly... There are some questions, you know, maybe we would ask like a couple of, maybe, maybe, maybe we could ask maybe that, you know, there are these other girls too. And so, and, and they weren't able to win. And so maybe we could consider them too. And what are their feelings? Maybe, maybe, but of course we have to honor, we have to honor the feelings of, of this, of Andrea, who's just a wonderful, just a wonderful hero, just a wonderful, but maybe, oh, shut up, you whimpering stooge. Shut up. It, it, what, what, what ticks me off is that this is the approach that people think I get lectured all the time because I don't have this approach. And they say, you know, you, you have to consider people's feelings and you, you, you can't just jump into it and just say the truth. You, you know, you have to, you have to, you have to, um, pay due diligence to everybody and, and do deference to everybody and, and bow and bow before everybody, all the, all the respected parties and, and, you know, before you shut up. No, there's no, we don't have to honor this person's feelings. We don't have to say, oh, we should honor their, no, there's no accomplishment. He didn't accomplish anything. There's nothing, nothing was accomplished. He should be ashamed of what he did. He should be ashamed of it. He he, he beat a bunch of girls. Good for you, you coward. Just stop with that. Because what annoys me about that approach of this guy, this editorial, sports editorialist, is that it's clear, it's clear that he knows how crazy this is. So he's not a true believer. 
as I said, offering a full-throated defense of transgenderism. At least if he did that, I might think, okay, well, this guy, this guy's crazy, and he really believes this stuff. But he doesn't. You know, he he doesn't believe it. He clearly doesn't believe it. He clearly knows how crazy it is. But he's too afraid to just say it. It's not going to work. It doesn't work with this stuff. Don't. Why don't people understand? You you just need to come out and say it. Just come. It's crazy. Just come out and say that's what it is. It's crazy. This is crazy. It's just crazy. That's all it is. That's what you have to say. There's no other way to put it. If you put it any other way, you're hurting. You're 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 not helping. You're hurting. If you do anything besides communicate that this is totally crazy and there is no legitimacy to it whatsoever, if you do anything besides that, you are hurting. I mean, for God, what's what's going to happen? What seriously? What is going to happen next? Uh, what, Twenty years from now. When they're telling us that mathematics is a, is a social construct and it's fluid and, you know, 2 plus 2 can equal 17 if we want it to, are these same people going to say, well, yes, you know, that, that, that's one legitimate way of looking at it and that's perfectly fine. And, you know, you sh- we should honor the people who do math that way, but maybe we can ask some questions. Maybe. Is that how you're going to approach it? Or are you just going to come out and say, no, 2 plus 2 equals 4. Stop it. Stop what you're doing. 2 plus 2 equals 4. No, that's it. No, there's no but, there's no continued discussion. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. Jeez. Just the cowardice. The absolute cowardice in this country. I, it, it's, it's mind-boggling. I, I just can't... I can't wrap my head around it. The cowardice. How can people be so cowardly? Do you stand for any? Are you willing to stand for anything? I don't know. And people say to me, well, it's easy for you because it's easy for you because, um, you know, because this is your job. So you're not going to lose your job if you come out and say these things. It's your job to say these things. And that's true. And I've made it clear before. I'm not some kind of uh, hero. I don't think it takes any courage for me to say what I'm saying. This is just common sense. And I recognize that it is my job. And so to some degree, that does make it easier. There wasn't all... I mean, I had to go out on a limb to make it my job, by the way. It's not like there was some job opening I, I, on Monster.com saying uh, crazy right-wing extremists hiring today. It didn't work that way. I had to sort of carve this out for myself. And there was a risk involved in that. But yeah, now I have it. And um, and okay, that's true. But, you know, we're all living in the same situation, the same culture. The social penalties are the same for me as they are for you. I've, there are many people who won't associate with me that I know personally or used to know. Um, so, you know, I paid those prices too, as you can imagine. And who knows how long, I mean, you know, nothing's guaranteed, especially in this business. Maybe three years from now, the, um, the floor will cave out underneath me and I won't be able to do this anymore. There won't be an audience for it anymore. Maybe you guys will get tired of me and move on. I mean, these things happen. 
And I'm going to have to live with everything I've said about all these things and find a way to make a living, you know, find a way to go get a, a, a real job somewhere. Having said all of this and I'm, I'm prepared for that. If that's how it goes. But, um, I just can't live in a country like this and keep my mouth shut. I can't do it. I, I, I just can't. I, I would not be able to do it. So, and that's another reason why I don't uh, take any credit or say, oh, I'm, I'm some kind of courageous, you know, warrior for what I say, because the truth is from leaving everything else aside, I have to say these things because I can't, for me, it's also just like, I, I can't, I need to, I need to say, that. I, I, I physically cannot not say them. I physically cannot just sit and listen to this kind of craziness and not say anything about it. I can't physically do it. So I'm just doing what I have to do. So I don't literally explode because I would, I think I actually would actually explode if I couldn't say anything about it. Um, so for me, I'm also fulfilling a, a, a just a, a human need. It's like breathing. I don't know. All right. That's going to do it for me. We'll just leave it there for now. I'll talk to you guys next time. Akrute Salus. Godspeed. <laughs>